1: And now, here's your host, Mari.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Aha Moments Radio Show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living worldwide. I'm Mari, and happy Tuesday. We are off to my annual. Money show, <laughs> and um, it just it, it, it hit me this morning. Well, yeah, I get what? Well, when did I write the show? Yesterday, um, when I was saying, okay, what is what are we talking about for this week? And I called in my guys, and they were like, okay, it's time to talk money. Um, and one of the big reasons why we are talking money is because this is the time of year when that flow really can open up and really start to move forward. You know, we have the springtime coming. We're two weeks away from daylight saving time, March 13th. Yay! Here in the U.S. and, um, and that's exciting, and that gives us just more light. And uh, it's time of rebirth. It's a time of blossoming. So all of the work you've been doing over the winter, and um, you know all of that, and it's the dark nights, dark days of the winter all of that brings the roots a bit deeper and you now get an opportunity to see blossom, to see um, fruits to your labor. And we have two times of the year that that's really, you know, money flow is, is kind of heightened. And that is the summer. I mean, not the summer. That's not the time. <laughs> the spring and the fall harvest. So depending on your own personal um kind of flows with that type of energy, um, most people sort of polarize in one direction or the other, you know, it's it's really not normal to constantly be producing um, especially, I'm saying, this is especially if you're an entrepreneur you know, if you're getting a regular paycheck then this might feel a little different to you, but if you are someone who's creating as you go um, you'll see kind of like you know, farmers, when they farm, they couldn't harvest year-round. There's a time for planting, and there's a time for maturation, there's a time for harvest, and there's a time for dormancy. And so money has an interesting flow um, like that, where, you know, there is that kind of um, ebb and flow with it. Now, as we've gone and evolved energetically over time, um, a lot of things, come into play even more so than it it has in the past. And some of those things are just the energetic acceleration that we have now. We've talked about this on the show for years. You know, first time I started to really mention it was around 2011. And so now that we're in 2016, the energy is much more amped up for rapid um, shifts and changes and and manifestations of whatever your thoughts are directing you to. So if you happen to be one of those people that focuses a lot on how little money you have and that money is the driver for everything as far as you're giving yourself permission to get anything done, what do I mean by that? I guess an example would be, you know, when you say, well... You know, I'll do that when I get the money. And when I get the money, I'll do this. And when I get the money, then that will happen. And when I get the money, this will happen. And that I'm going to tell you, I'm going to share with you today how bad it is to say that energetically because it literally is commanding the universe to not give you money. When you say that, when I get the money, I'll move forward with this and this. You're literally commanding the universe You're commanding the energy and telling the energy that you don't have money when you say that. You're saying, I don't have money. And that is what the command is read as on that energetic grid that we've discussed. So if you're new to our community, um, I know I have a lot of new people coming in. since The book has come out. Uh, What I mean by energetic grid, and it is in the book, but what I mean by energetic grid is the kind of web of energy that we're all... And that when you have a thought, you send it out onto that web of energy that carries out to whatever resources need to be configured or whatever um, parallel realities, whatever, um, you know, interconnecting people, situations, circumstances need to configure so that it can channel back to you whatever it is that you're desiring. And if you're... um, aware and deliberate with your thoughts and your focus, then you'll do a lot more of bringing the things that you desire to you. If you are haphazard and you kind of use, you know, your spiritual or energetic um, uh, practices as more of a hobby where you, you know, dibble-dabble in a radio show here and a telephone there and you get a little free download here and you look at little quotes on Facebook and you don't really pay much attention, um, unless you're in a crisis and then, you know, you go for a little reading and you want other people to fix it for you, that's not going to get you very far. <laughs> and in fact, um, anything, when you are when you are working with this grid of energy, which you're doing 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, um, it is taking everything that you say very literally, everything that you think very literally, and most importantly, the things that you... Um, feel or focus on with emotion are the things that will manifest quickly. So if you're constantly saying, well, when I get the money and you have this emotion of doubt, fear, um, any kind of lower emotions at high levels, lower emotions, doubt, fear, shame, blame, guilt, anger, that type of thing, um, with high levels of emotions, so you have lower the lower register of emotions but with a high level of energy, right, of thrust, you will manifest that much quicker. So what you're saying is, when you say, well, I'll do this when I have the money. For now, I'm going to work at this and this and this just to pay the bills. You are literally spinning that energy to keep you kind of stuck and trapped in a constant working towards something, working at something, pursuing something. One of the things that I learned early on when I was making my way out of corporate America, which I did, I was in corporate for seven years, eight years. Um, And so I did have the whole nine to five thing at one point in my life. And it was more like, you know, 60 hour weeks and not 40 hour weeks. Um, One of the things that I learned was, oh wait, I just lost my train of thought. Wow, that just went in one ear, <laughs> the other. Okay, but well, the bottom the bottom line is when I was there, one of the one of the big things that I learned was that no matter what my circumstances were, I needed to focus on where I was going. And yes, you it's it, it you know staying in the present moment is very very important for sure because that's where everything is created. But when you when you when you start telling yourself over and over again that you don't have what it is you're desiring, then you're just commanding it over and over again to not materialize so we're gonna get into kind of how to fix that and you know it's much easier and now it's um, much easier than ever before to shift that and now uh what's even better is that we have access to other dimensions of ourselves easier than we've ever had in history just because the energy has accelerated and the energy has moved forward so rapidly. And there's a lot of other outside frequencies that are assisting in kind of our own energetic evolution. You know, you have you hear about global warming and you hear about the evolution of animals and species and, you know, uh, the extinction of cer- certain things as well. And one of the things that people don't put a lot of focus on, but really it influences everything even more than all that our other stuff, is energetic evolution. So our bodies are evolving and, and accelerating because we're getting kind of downloads and, and integrations with various energies. And so there's a lot more um, aspects of ourselves that are available to us than, than we've had before, ever before in history. So that's what I really wanted to devote today's show about is not just the, you know, the normal kind of vision boards and all that kind of thing, but how do we use this multidimensional energy that we have available to us to um, to kind of push ourselves or to allow ourselves to move forward? What's really, really important to know is that you're choosing everything. And the way that you phrase things and the imaginary conversations you have in your head Really do count. So, just because you haven't verbalized something to someone doesn't mean that, you know, that doesn't mean that um, they're not feeling it. Okay, and we talk about that a lot on the show. So, um, we're going to get into some of that. We're going to talk about um, some basic ways uh, to get started with all of this and one of the big things I want to talk about is, today is a really weird day, there's some weird energy going on, but one of the big things I want to talk about is all of the barriers we put up before we're willing to let ourselves really desire and go for what it is we really, really want, okay? So if you have a question today, I will be taking your call, and the number to call in, I see Sam is already working on talking to folks who are already called in. But the number to call in to ask a question is three four seven two one five nine four eight five. That's three four seven two one five nine four eight five. Okay. So what we have here and let me just turn my volume down because there's a lot of buzzing and bleeping going on today. Um so springtime. Okay. This is a time when you know, and over the next two to three weeks, I know a lot of you are still in those heavier climates where you don't, where you have like, you know, seriously hard, you know, winters and all that kind of stuff, and it's still dark and it's still cold and, you know, kind of kind of annoying, but you're almost out. And so, um, what have, has a tendency to happen is that we have a we we start to want to sort of shed, right? We want to shed. You know, my cat Tinkerbell is shedding like crazy right now. Um, and even though we're in California, we do have the, you know less severe but we do have changes of season so it is getting a little bit warmer and um and the, my cats are still on their old schedule so she's shedding like a fiend and so um it one of the things that you're going to find with this new energy is that the shedding the shedding of old belief systems the shedding of of heavy energy the kind of unwillingness to put up with nonsense from people and situations and, um, you know, really just wanting to sort of simplify and clean out and clear out. The old, you know, cliche of spring cleaning, right? So when you're, you know, obviously, you know, doing all that cleaning in your homes and cars and whatnot, storage units and whatever, you're also doing spring cleaning in your energy and that's the part that people don't realize. And that is creating, making a way for, the lift of energy that you're going to have in this high level of activity in the springtime, you know, you start feeling those warm days, you start to get more light, and just automatically your your whole beingness, your physicality wants to rise, wants to move forward, wants to sort of get this little burst of, of forward momentum. You know, planting. And if you're talking about the farmers, you know, they're planting. And then you kind of go into the dog days of summer. It gets kind of quiet because you have this maturation, right? This maturation period. And then, of course, then you rev up again after the school year starts. You know, for for fall harvest. So, some people I know. For myself, my high season is always the spring. I actually have a very, more of a much lower season in the fall. kind of always been that cycle doesn't mean things can't happen in the fall but it takes a lot more energy than it does in the spring where things kind of just sort of flow they sort of fix themselves something goes off something comes in and fixes it you know it's kind of an easier time so understanding your own money flow your own energetic flows will help you to understand your money flow okay and one of the things that um one of the the, the important things, and this is going to sound a little cliche, but one of the important things that it, it, it what's important to recognize, and it's kind of counterintuitive, that even though I'm talking about spring cleaning and clearing, uh, a lot of people think that in order to move forward in their life, they have to focus on clearing all sorts of blocks and past lives and You know, all sorts of twists and turns and what my mother did to me when I was five, what my father did, what my brother did, who didn't do what. And, you know, first of all, kind of going in that sort of pseudo-psychology direction of analysis of every single thing that ever happened to you. And then, you know, then all the effects that it supposedly left and then all the scars and the wounding and then this whole crusade on healing Right? And 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 or quote clearing, and then and you have this sort of bushel basket of stuff that has to be cleared. So now you have essentially barriers before you'll give yourself permission to receive what it is you're looking for. So let's say you want um, you know more money, and you're saying I will do what I really wish to do, you know, when I have more money. So I'm going to focus on making more money. And if, once I make more money, then I'll do what I want to do. Well, that's all. So you've already pushed dire what's going to give you that sense of excitement and emotional joy and, you know, whatever that thing is representative of. I mean, let's say you want a house or let's say you want, uh, you know, you want to do your artwork or, you, you know, there's a career the direction you want to go into and that brings you joy and that brings you excitement and the thought of it brings you joy and excitement and, you know, you're always – you know, researching about it on your free time, and you'll do. You would do it for free if if you could, you know, because you love it so much, and that that feeling of spaciousness and expansion and freedom and joy and bliss and all of that, all of that emotion is attached to that thing that you desire, but that you perceive you need money to do. So you put now um, some gates in front of you, right? Because. There's this your happiness. Let's just put the big banner happiness is attached to the accomplishment or the acquisition of that thing, circumstance, situation, relationship, whatever. And then you put it so you put in a corral. And a corral, you know, a paddock as we call it in the English writing, is a fenced-in area that you put a horse out so you could turn them loose and then call turning them out so they can you know run around, and play, and exercise. Okay. So now you put your big desire off in the in the paddock. And you lock the gate. Why do you lock the gate? Because you're saying, I will not interact with that happiness, that joy, that thing until I have money. So now you put a toll booth in front of it. You're building all of this, okay? So now you put a toll booth in front of it. Okay, when I have the money, then I will get, pay the money, get the key to the paddock that I just created, and get into the paddock to go and play with whatever it is I've, you know, brings me the joy and peace and happiness and freedom and love and and bliss and all that stuff. But for now, because, you know, I don't have the money, that's off in the paddock. So now you've created not just the, the toll booth in the paddock, you have kind of like the parking lot in between you, so you have to go drive back out of this whole scene and back into your life and figure out, okay, how am I going to get the money? And you realize that now you're just going for money. Right? You're going for money because you know you have to pay the toll or you perceive you have to pay the toll. So now you're spending all your energy on trying to find coins to put in the toll booth. But you don't have any emotion around the coins. You don't have any energy around the coins other than you know you need them. And in fact, the coins stress you out because now you've got to work hard. you got to do stuff that you don't want to do, per se, to get some money so that you can go do the stuff that you do want to do. And then you start to create these very advanced not advanced, very complicated scenarios for making that money. So you're you're, you know, you gotta get this job that you don't like and then that can pay for that, and then you gotta create this that you don't like sort of like, and then that can pay this, and then if this happens and then that happens and that connects to this, this connects to that, and you'll get a little bit of money. Now, first, before you can get the money to pay the toll booth and get to the thing that you have the paddock, you gotta pay off that debt and that debt and that debt, and that debt. And so um, now you have even less energy towards that money and that less joy because now you're thinking about the guilt and the shame and exhaustion from the debt that you have. And you listen to students, the other one and she says you're a jerk for having debt. And then the other one says you're terrible for not having good credit because you have the debt and all of these different things. So now where's your energy going? It's going into the lower register of energetic feelings. The lower register of energetic feelings are only – they're creating – but they're only creating more of themselves. They're not creating the key to the paddock. They're not creating the, the coins for the toll booth. They're not creating the dissolving of the toll booth and just going into the paddock and getting the thing that you created in the first place. Those negative emotions around just getting that money, they're spinning you backwards because you're not really excited about the way you're creating that money. Okay, so then we have one more little obstacle that happens quite a bit, and that is, I have to fix me before I can get the money because clearly if I didn't have my mother doing this to me when I was a kid, I would be able to receive it better. And if I didn't have my father who, you know, emotionally abused me, I would be able to receive these things better. And if I didn't have this one and that one, it's all these people and that boss and this thing from my childhood and this bully from the school when I was five and all these things, I have to now take this time and my money to go and get all these gurus to help me to clear all this stuff so that eventually I can say yes to getting the money for the toll booth and then I can actually say yes to putting the money in the toll booth and then I can get back to the pack to get the thing that I want. Do you see the mountains that we build in front of what we desire? It's a huge mountain. And one of the the, the core principles of everything of energy, especially multidimensional energies, that we create everything ourselves. So there's nothing happening to us, even though even myself, you know, I teach it all day long, but I still go through these, these, you know, with the paw things where it's like, oh, my God, how can this person do this Be ah, You know, that kind of thing is human, human nature. But we are creating everything. And sometimes those people who kind of do that, um, are catalysts. You know, they're catalysts to help us see how far we've come. They're catalysts to give us an idea of what kind of, you know, uh, negative beliefs need to be kind of moved away, and and um and they and they help to sort of bring things up to the surface, right? So they're not all bad. It's all about how you choose to look at those scenarios and those people, places, things that come into your world. Okay. So now we have this kind of complicated situation going on right? And we have our little, our true desires held hostage down in the future somewhere, which doesn't really exist. And we're really focused on our past fixing it, which we really can't do, because we can't go back into the past to fix anything. And, um, you know, and so our present moment is just locked up in an anxiety attack, right? So we don't have enough. And we can't do anything until we get enough. And so we have to go get more. But since we don't have enough, I don't like what we're doing anyway because what we really like is in the paddock, locked up behind the toll booth. It's just a mess. It's a mess of negativity. It's a mess of spin. You're just spinning yourself, spinning yourself. And then what happens? You decide to escape. So you go and have wine. Uh, you You go shopping. You go run away. And so the story goes. And then time goes on. And then what we have are and this is the worst of it, is the finger pointing. So when people get themselves locked up in this scenario, and I am going to get the solution, so I don't want to depress you all too much, but this is the real key here. When people get so frustrated and don't know how to get out of this web as it's created, then they go into a totally different direction, and they start blaming Obama or the government or the economy or... You know, those rich people, they all have everything. And, you know, why is she spending, why is Oprah buying that farm? You know, she should be giving all that money to the people who have nothing. You know, all of that kind of thing. And we start to vilify wealth because we feel we can't get it. Why can't we get it? Because we all have it. We all have it available to us at 24-7. Why can't we get it? It's because we're locked up in all these beliefs and we're constantly repeating ourselves, when I get the money, then everything will be okay. When I get the money, then everything will... I'll be able to get all this stuff when I get the money, when I get the money, when I get the money. Pushing it away, away, away. gets locked, you know, with three or four padlocks instead of just one. All right, so you have all of that going on. Can you see how getting anything to come through this fortress is... More than challenging. Okay? And so it's important when we're about to talk about multidimensional energy to understand that this scenario is in alignment with a choice of parallel reality. So when I say parallel reality, what I mean is that we have our catalog, and we've talked about this on the show, you can listen to previous podcasts if you're confused. But basically what we're talking about is we all this is the advanced energetic stuff, we all have we're all choosing second 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 by second by second by second by second by second by second the dimensions that we are operating in. So if you choosing and we have a catalog of potential outcomes, right? Infinite possibilities. There's a whole catalog. One just for you. Infinite possibilities. So there's a version of you that's a, you know, that's a pauper, there's a version of you. That's royalty, there's a version of you. In in the Revolutionary War, there's a version of you sitting here. Um, you know, in California there's a version of you. In New York there's a version of you. That whatever your you can think of there's a version of you doing it. There's a version of you in jail. There's a version of you having a baby. There's a version of you not being able to have any babies. Okay? There's all versions. And we choose these little, these shifts on a daily basis. We choose which version of us we are operating in. So you could, and this is the old way of thinking, think of your life as one linear shoot, and you have karma that you have to work off of, and you, so that puts you back in the past. And you've got you know all kinds of blocks and barriers and people in your way and circumstances and the government and all these things in the way. And you have this one linear life and you got to fix it all. you got to make sure someone throws in the office, you got to make sure that all your stuff is done. you got to make sure that, you know, you're clearing every block. you got to make sure that you're visioning for the future. you got to, you know, and you, you're always off the things that really bring you joy, the things that really pump your energy. The things that actually really, the energy that really actually creates everything is padlocked in the pattern behind the told. And so, when so that's one way, that's one parallel reality that you can choose, and most people do. Because that's what they all that's all they've been taught. Is that everything is one linear track and we we have one life and that's and we've got to fix it within these walls. Multidimensionality, and this is, you know, more quantum physics and this has proven been proven all different ways since Sunday, there's all kinds of research on it multidimensionality says that there's parallel dimensions and there's versions, there's many, 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 many versions of ourselves. And we, with our thoughts and our dominant thoughts that have strong emotion, choose which parallel that is. Okay? Which parallel that is. So your dominant thought is choosing. So me choosing to go off in this story as opposed to a different story with me choosing different parallels, okay? Me choosing to drink, you know, um, seltzer water instead of iced tea was me choosing, before the show, me choosing a different parallel. There's a parallel where I chose iced tea. There's a parallel where I chose, chose seltzer, okay? So what the good news about this is, is that what if... You are not locked in to this one linear lifestyle you have to get it all right. You've got to clear everything out. You've got to make the money so you can get to the paddock behind the pole. What if, in this very linear, to, 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 to control everything, control everyone, you know, and waiting for this one to do this so you can get that money to do this and then pay off that debt and then you're going to, yeah, I'm going to get to the paddock and get to the paddock and get to the paddock. Okay? What if you could just choose to shift into the parallel dimension of you where you have the stuff already and where you're living in joy and excitement moment by moment in a sense of bliss because you already have your stuff. And what if you, instead of needing to go through all these clearing things and karma releasing and past life and all this other stuff, could choose the version of you where either, one, that stuff didn't happen at all, or the version of you where whatever happened before doesn't matter because you're in a cleared space already. Because that's how healing really happens. Healing actually happens, not in a linear thing where our bodies heal, but and when we switch dimensions into the place where the body is already healthy. That's how it really happens. You want to lose weight, yeah, you can spin around trying to lose your 50 pounds in a linear way, or you can choose a parallel reality of you where you're already 50 pounds lighter and your body just catches up. You know, you can die for 10, 15 years, right? On and off, on and off. And then one day you just hit that stride and boom, that weight comes off and you're like, whoa. You know, how did you do it? How did you do it? And you're like, oh, you know, I just made this decision this time. I just, I don't know, I just got clear, and I was in the flow and in the zone, and I just made this decision, you know what, I'm sick and tired, i sick and tired, and I just did it. Guess what you did? You picked the parallel where you were successful this time. You picked the parallel where that diet that didn't work all those other times worked, because you picked the parallel where the diet actually worked. Every diet can work in its own parallel where it works. Every diet can fail in its own parallel where it fails. You're picking each one by your dominant thought. And so, what this is, you know, if you can receive this, what this is, is your permission slip. It's your uh, lighthouse to say, change your focus to your own power and choose differently. It is very comfortable to be and it feels very important and purposeful to have all of these problems and issues and to deny yourself. You know, certain parts of the country, I think the East Coast is much more like this than the West Coast. That is for sure. That's one thing I've learned since I've been here. <laughs> the West Coast absolutely hands down to give ourselves a lot more permission here to have fun than you do on the East Coast. The East Coast is all about work. And productivity and how much you got pushed into one day and, and, you know, you kind of fight for yourself and you say, oh, I'm going to go have some fun. And, you know, you kind of have to justify, well, I've just worked so hard and I've worked all week and I've am just, so just thought, you know, I'm going to go out uh, to dinner or I'm going to go, you know, do something fun. And you have to sort of justify it that you're going to do something fun, almost like you're stealing time because that time could be being used to, to you know, spin around and all these important things that you have to fix so you can get all the important money and clear all the important, horrible things that happened to your past so that you can eventually pick the, that, you know, somehow get the important money and get to back to the toll booth so you can give yourself permission to get to the thing that you really desire. I can guarantee you, nine times out of ten, if you are running the front end of your life like this, you're never going to get to that paddock and unlock those things that you really desire because you're finding so much importance and comfort in the negative vortexing and spin. It feels very intoxicatingly purposeful to keep yourself held up and locked up. Why? Because there is no vulnerability. There's no stakes in being in a twist of negative of back spinning working and da 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 da. There's no there's no risk. When you are in the panic with that thing that you truly desire, you are vulnerable. You're vulnerable. I know when I was writing my book, you know, people, you know, people make a big deal about writing a book. I never was particularly interested in writing a book. I knew I had to do it because of of the platform that I have and whatnot. But it wasn't my, you know, first love, you know, some people who really, really get all amped up over writing the book. I remember going to the writer's retreat saying, Okay, I need to have a book, okay, people help me how to figure out how to write this thing so we can get on to the next project. And, you know, but I was doing the book and you know, as I as I was as I was working on it, I started to feel this connection. You know, this 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 um this connection to myself, to my heart, to my story, and and then also to all the hearts of, of the people who were going to read the book and find their way, right? Because I really do believe in living an intuitive lifestyle and really allowing yourself moment by moment to choose not to be held hostage to astrology and numerology and karma and pathways and all these things that are telling you, go this way, don't go that way. Oh, if you went this way, this would go this way. And, and then you added feng shui and this and that. Every week it's a different thing and all oh, that. And then you have to have a bigger thing and a more advanced thing and a bigger thing and a more advanced thing and a bigger thing and a more advanced thing to fix all the other things that you just discovered you had that if you had to know, you know, it's just, it's a mess. It's a mess. But if you go and you focus on the thing that you really, really desire... There's a level of vulnerability that most people don't want to touch. Because when you're sitting there writing that book, and you're putting your whole heart and soul into it, anybody can come and swipe it and say, you know, that book is crap. <laughs> and there's no armor. You know, there's no paddock. There's no fence. There's no toll booth. There's no, you know, spinning through all the pathways. There's none of it. It's raw, it's you. Somebody somebody's saying, I don't like the core of who you are, you just put it down in that book. So you can have all this passion around it, which that's what passion is. You know, that's what it is, is that you make yourself vulnerable. And when you do this manifesting stuff, and it's multidimensional, that isn't so much multidimensional, but when you get into manifesting, they say, oh yeah, they have that, and put all your emotion into it. And a lot of people don't want to do that because they don't want to feel vulnerable. It is very vulnerable to truly be honest and start with the thing that you desire most as opposed to loading yourself up with all the other complications. Okay? It is extremely vulnerable. But, just like in a relationship, if there is no between, let's say, a man and a woman, if in a romantic situation the difference between a romance and a friendship is how hurt you could potentially get. If you're meeting someone and you have absolutely no attraction to them and you're just like, you know, oh they're cool, that's nice, you know, oh, you have a nice conversation. There's no attraction on the other side, there's no stakes. There's no stakes. So there's no vulnerability. So there's no chemistry. There's no attraction. If, on the other hand, you meet somebody and your heart starts to beat, your stomach starts to butterflies, you start to feel like Ooh, is this person available? Oh, I really I like this person. I feel something, looking in each other's eyes, kind the fences. they're well, you have all this stuff in common. He likes, you know, crab legs and you like crab legs and all these other things. Got similar passions, blah, 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 blah. All of a sudden it's like, Wow, I really, really enjoyed that encounter with that person. It felt so good. I got into the pattern. I got into behind the toll booth and I got to feel it. I got to feel that Oh, that amazing energy. I got into the paddle and I felt it. And it was delicious and it was amazing. And I want to keep it. I want to keep that feeling. I don't want to lose that feeling. I don't want to lose it. I don't want to lose it. So what does that do? It makes you vulnerable. Because now there's something to be lost. And then all of a sudden, I think I'm in love. Why? Because there's something to be lost. There's a vulnerability because of the stakes. You've managed to get yourself into a space of energy that isn't necessarily that isn't necessarily um, guaranteed, okay? And that's what brings the passion. That's what brings the stakes, that, you know, the the heightened stakes. If you keep yourself, and many, many people do this, it's very common, I don't want to say normal, but very common to keep yourself locked up in a whole bunch of stuff you don't really care all that much about. You're protecting your emotions. You're protecting yourself. I know this has happened to author after author after author, and it happens to me too. You finish the book, and then all of a sudden you start to stall about somebody else <laughs> reading it, or you start to stall about getting into the deadline for the publisher or getting it published. I happen to have a publisher, so I didn't have that issue, but a lot of people who don't, who are going to self-publish, all of a sudden the book goes on ice because Finishing a book, starting a book, and says, said, oh, am just get started." That's crap. You got to finish stuff. You want to be successful, you got to finish things, not just about starting. So you go, "Okay, fine." You slog through, you finish it, and then it's like, "Okay, so now what?" Holy crap! Somebody could read this and hate it. Somebody could resist and hate it, you know. And so it's important to protect to you know, to recognize that that's what we do. We slow our true desires down because we're afraid of them, of the vulnerability of potentially losing. Okay? And that doesn't mean that just by your awareness of that, that you should continue to do that. Just means that you can pick the parallel. None of this requires a lot of work to fix. You can choose the parallel where it's already fixed. Okay, you can choose a version of you where you know what you're ready to stair step your sharing of your book. So what I personally did is I wrote a first version I wrote like six versions of my book. But I wrote a version and then I hired an editor to help me because I knew I wasn't ready for prime time yet. It wasn't ready for what I call it wasn't fit for human consumption yet. So I hired an editor to help me before I sold it to a publisher. And then I got to she she taught me a certain amount. Then I hired a better editor for the next edition, who was already working for Hay House and who was, you know, who was who was really, you know, which is a big spiritual publisher, who was very um, very very well aware of the market that bought the type of book I was writing. I wrote a, another edition, and so I was polishing. Then I sold it, and when I finally sold it, the publisher said, "Oh my goodness, thanks for such a polished book! Holy moly, we don't have." really much to do with this. We edited it in about three days and we were done. You know, we were, you know, heading towards, you know, book cover photo shoots and, you know, copy editing and that kind of thing. And so it was really, from a creative standpoint, I protected my vulnerability by doing a lot of that work kind of behind closed doors, you know, not selling a rough product trying to get to an end result, but take nurturing myself through the process of being vulnerable. And That's what you have to do with your dreams. And I'm getting into the money part in a second. This is all important because money can't flo money flows when you float. If you're spinning and locking up and working the past, I had money and then I lost it and now it's gone and I'll never get it again because I screwed myself up and now, you know, and, and, and how do I ever get it again? it's not a magic trick. Okay? It's not a magic trick. So when we're talking about windfalls, when we're talking about, you know, big chunks of money that can come in. Big chunks of money come in when you open yourself up. Something in you opens up. And most for most people, it feels random because they're not thinking this way on a regular basis. But if you do think this way on a regular basis, you will have many windfalls because if you're doing it, a windfall is just when your energetic field opens up to receive from the highest way possible that's in complete alignment with what in the pattern. Right? what you have in that corral waiting for you, that, when you start to operate from the energy that you would get from that, that's when you just open yourself up to receive those big chunks of money to help you. But if you are telling yourself constantly, I'll wait till I get the money, or, I do this to get the money and, I have money, and I don't have the money, and I don't have the money, and, I didn't have the money, the past I didn't have the money, and I was a pauper, and I have had you know, bloody feet from walking with those no shoes, and all these other things, that windfall isn't come around all of that in spite of you. Change doesn't happen in spite of you. Change happens because of you. Okay? So you want to change in your money, choose a different parallel where none of this is an issue anymore. And that parallel exists because what I've been shown in my channel, I, I, in the last three years, I've done 60 pages of channels. And what I've been shown and I know it to be true, and this is the stuff I'm telling you now from other stuff, not even from this last 60 pages. Um, What I've been shown is that when you are just willing to commune with the vision, with the invigorated vision, I'm not talking about visioning for the future, because then that also... When you say I'm visioning for the future, that says it's not here now, and literally commands the energy for it not to come. It's, it's still pushing it off of the pattern. I'm visioning for the future, pushes it off of the paddock. I've got to clear my path, keeps it in the paddock. I'm choosing my, I'm choosing a version of me that has it all now. How does that feel to have it all now? When I'm doing my, using my imagination, I'm not visioning for the future. I'm being it now. How does it feel? I've stepped into the parallel where it's already me. It's already there. I already have the house, the car, the relationship, the job, the this, the that, the windfall, whatever it is I desire. Do you want a windfall? How do you get a windfall? Take some time. Take some nice deep breaths. Sit yourself down. Close your eyes. Turn off your phones and your social media and everything else. And become the version of you. Literally, you can see yourself stepping over a line, if you like, you know, or or to a gateway or whatever, but you want to literally feel and become that version of you that's in the parallel where that windfall is there. See the money in your hands. Go beyond the money and see yourself very easily participating in whatever the activity is you're going to do when you have the money. If you want to just focus on, you know, I want just this vat of cash so that I can do whatever I want, then so be it. Focus on your conversation with the banker about, you know, because when you get a lot of money, you need a wealth management team. You don't have a regular, you know, go to the ATM, go to the bank teller. I mean, now you've got private banking. You're talking about accountants and attorneys and you know, CPAs and attorneys and financial planners and, you know, investment bankers and all that kind of stuff. You have a little team, so maybe see yourself... You know, having your team congratulate you on all the amazing, you know, great investment decisions you made this quarter. You know, look at how, you know, have them show your your balance sheet. But get yourself not just looking at it as a scene, could Mari said, but being in that scene because guess what? When you close your eyes and you say, I am in this, this parallel, you are. That's how easy it is. And somebody who wanted me to give her all kinds of advances, that, you know, information, all this stuff. And it, it, what it really read to me is I want more complicated stuff because it, what you, you teach me is too simple and it's not really up to my level of intellectual prowess. It has nothing to do with it. It has to do with this stuff. is so much simpler. And the more complicated it gets, the more stuff you put in the holding tank and not in your life today. And I don't know about you, but I want my stuff today. I don't want to wait. When well, you do that, she's so a parallel lawyer who's here today. Now, in the meantime, when you're, you know, it'll feel like you're kind of juggling the two, right? Because you, you still have bills coming in and your money might like, still low still in your regular physical waking state. And then you're doing this, working in this new parallel you know, so you're you're transferring from one parallel to the other. There's certain things that are transferring over. It's like a bank transfer. You might have a 3 days between the bank transfer, right? So you're transferring over. What's important to recognize is if you start orienting yourself from the circumstances of where you're coming from, meaning all the spin that you've been creating all along the way, you keep yourself oriented there and then periodically step into the core on vision for the future or on doing the parallel thing that Mari talked about or whatever, you will, wherever you orient yourself from, remember, you are creating minute by minute, second by second, parallel by parallel, every single moment. So if you are emotionally, you know, yes, there's certain things you have to continue to do, right? Because life goes on in your physical world as your energetic world is pouring the new version in as you're making that transition, right? That's fine. But But the way you look at your current, circumstances is the part that is really important. And the way you look at them, you have to you have to literally siphon the energy out of it and keep yourself in the frequency, in that sense of connection to that new parallel. So you want to orient yourself primarily from the new parallel, you know, and, you know, go business as usual with that other stuff that you're doing so that you can merge. That's going to be the quickest way for you to get yourself all the way over so everything's showing up as you wish it to be, you know, as you're desiring it in the new power. There is a transition period, but where people get messed up is that they do this work, they'll come to my class or they'll do a vision, you know, whatever, they'll do the imagination work, whatever they're doing, and then they, as soon as they finish that and they get that go collector calling or they get that you know, uh, you know they feel like, oh gosh, you know, the client wants a return or whatever it is. They're they let their emotions sink backwards, okay. And what you want to do with that is you want to take the emo the core emotion that you desire to have. So how are you going to feel um, when you're in the new parallel? For me, I like to use the word glyph, and one of the things that I did. I started walking on the beach and doing these bliss walks and what I would do is just start to spin energy like envision almost like a tornado spin around me and it's just bliss and I'm sending bliss into everything. I'm sending bliss into the gas tank of my car, I'm sending bliss into the most mundane thing, you know, the cashier at the um, uh, grocery store, sending bliss to the bills, sending bliss to the clients, sending bliss to the radio show, sending bliss to opportunities, sending bliss to relationships, the whole thing. Just sending bliss all directions and it's amazing how even the problems that I would have perceived as hardcore problems um, in my, you know, in the parallel that I don't particularly desire, in that version, those problems all of a sudden started to sort of really soften and dissolve. So easy solutions came in, things just sort of vaporized, people became, instead of becoming, you know, you're anticipating having a hard conversation with someone and then it just they were just... Malleable and just it just all worked out easily with bliss. Send bliss to you know, you can send the bliss to your computer, you can send whatever it is, you can send that bliss, that energy, and it's going to shift the overall frequency. And that's what we're working with. So when we're talking about money, okay, we're talking about flow, okay, the reason why people are so Hung up is because they get caught up in all that upfront spin and we block our real desires up. Best thing you can do is to transition yourself, to orient yourself from what's inside that pattern. Let yourself commune with it. Don't put yourself on hold. I don't care if communing with it is, um, you know, Going on Facebook, I know I happen to love German Shepherds. I had my beloved German Shepherd for eleven years, and when he passed away, I didn't replace him because there, you know, there are a lot of dogs, and I've been through a lot of transitions in career and moving across the country and everything. And I'm just not ready yet, you know, housewize for a German Shepherd. However, I know that you know by the end of this year I will be. So each day. I look at the German Shepherd Rescue, and I think of the algorithms on Facebook. They send me every German Shepherd that's for adoption, probably in the entire country at this point, just through Facebook. But I let myself engage and look at these dogs and commune with the energy of what it would be like to actually be going and adopting the dog, bringing the dog home, and all that kind of stuff. And that keeps the vibration in the new parallel where I have my my dog as opposed to someday when I get the money and I get the house and everything's perfect then someday I'll have a dog, but right now I'm not gonna look at it because you know I have to focus on the money and I have to go do more readings and I need to this, do, 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 because then what if I do ten readings and do, 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 then I get my it and then I gotta get the house and then I to raise up the debt and do, do, do. No. that will keep it I'll never get the dog. I'll never get the dog. So and let myself go look at the dog. Now, can you sometimes get sad that you can't have the dog today, that's your inner child like, No, I want it today and want I've to get that one? Oh my goodness, who's gonna go before I can get him. That's where you just have to say, okay, if you get to that point in your visioning session, then it's time to just say it's already done. I mean, total gratitude, and you move on, and you move on to the next thing. Okay, because it is that sense of vulnerability. Okay, so I'm gonna. I see that you have, you have some questions, and I've talked for a really long time. Um, Let's take, uh, if you've been waiting on the line, thank you. And um, let's take uh, Tanya and Santa Clara. Hi, Tanya. I don't know if you're still there. Yep, I think you are. Hi, Marie. Hi. How are you?
0: I'm good. How are you?
2: I'm good. What's your question?
0: Um... So my question was uh, dealing with uh, uh, looking for a new job, possibly. Um, I work two part-time jobs right now, but um, Mm -hmm. I'm on call for them. And right now I'm making the uh, minimum contribution uh, financially that my boyfriend is okay with because we live together. Um, But recently I've been mainly focusing on my health more than on looking for new work. So my question is um, if you see if there is a a good time to either resume the job search or if I should keep my health as my primary focus.
2: Why do you think that having a job is damaging your health? Um,
0: my concern is if I am looking for a job, if, if that's going to take away from me focusing on my health or added more stress?
2: What I would say is that your health always takes priority, but this is like also, I think the, the the kind of the theme that I'm getting for you is actually taking your power back and recognizing that you're choosing each and every piece of this. So this is not a matter of what's going to happen to me or if I do this, will that be the wrong direction? Or if I do that, will this be the wrong direction? Um, health and job are two, you know, separate categories. So I think the thing that that you need to reconfigure is mm-hmm. what you're looking for in a job and getting the job that makes your heart sing because that's going to actually help your health. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. you need to to um, contribute, and and I think that also the way you're looking at work is you're you're disliking what you're doing so much that you're choosing for your health to be compromised so that you can not do that job and not feel guilty about not doing the job. So you're making choices, but you're making choices kind of under the guise of helplessness. So now it's time um, to sort of take your power back here and say, okay, what is it that if I'm really honest with myself, you know, and you know, because you're saying I'm dependent on someone because of the minimum contribution thing, and if I, you know, all these different things. But if I'm sick, then you know, why should I have a job? You know, that kind of thing. I know you're not saying that exactly. But that's how the energy is feeding. So the big message for you is to, um, and this is all a, a kind of a, a lesson in personal power, is mm-hmm. to give yourself permission to go into that paddock that we were talking about earlier in the show. And really look at what is it that I really, 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 really want to do to contribute. Because contribution is what brings money as far as job is concerned, right? And your health is going to store when you are doing what you adore. So, yes, your health is always first priority. You're not going to be able to work if you don't in any way, contribute in any way, if you don't have your health. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that what you're doing is you're pitting your health against not wanting to do those jobs that are in and not feeling so that you don't have to feel guilty. You know, but that's a really, really arduous path to choose. You mm. know, I wouldn't mess with your health. I would make a concerted effort, go into a nice, you know, quiet meditation. You might want to take like, a hot salt bath or something and just get yourself very centered, maybe get out in nature, see you in Santa Clara, so, you know, I'm sure you're in, you know, you have beautiful surroundings around you. Um, and, You want to really have a a sit-down with yourself about being really honest. Self-honesty is the big theme for you of what it is that you really genuinely want to do. And your health is, you know, never to be compromised because you're trying to, you know, avoid feeling trapped in a job.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: That, you know, that's where, and I think it's to be really honest with yourself. And then if it's a position, you know, the type of job that you really desire, you feel you're not necessarily qualified for yet, like let's say you're an artist and you want to have an art gallery, you you have, you know, then you go and you get a job in an art gallery so that you're in the arena of where you want to be. So you're going in feeling invested in the bigger picture, even though you're doing maybe a smaller job than what you ultimately would like to do. Like for me, I am moving on to having a television show. And so instead of giving up the radio show because I want a television show, allow myself to continue in the radio show, and we have, like, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes of this now, Um, but I allow it to sort of lead me into the television arena instead of saying, oh, I don't want to do that anymore because I've been doing that for four years. I want to go do this. You know what I mean? I'm not ready Mm -hmm. for a television show to carry me in my life yet. It will be very soon, but... So you have these stair steps. But I love doing my radio show. It's fun. It's easy. I can wear a ponytail. I don't have to be on a live stream. <laughs> you know? And so <laughs> I can just put my hair in a scrunchie and go. I can be in my pajamas. I can go to the beach afterwards. Everything's cool. You know, it's easy. You know, there's no producers. I'm I you know, live Sam, He's my producer, so he beats me up a little bit, but not too bad. You know, so but it's a it's continuum. And that's where I think, you know, don't pit yourself up to cannibalize your your health because you're scared to make a choice about your work. That's your big message from the guys. I'm going to have to jump to the next person, but I hope that's helped.
0: Thank you so much, Marie.
2: You're so welcome. Have a great night. Thanks for calling in. Okay, next I am going to go with, um, let me see here. Tara in New York. Hi, Tara. Are you there? Well, cool. hello. Hello.
4: Hi. Hi. Thanks so much for taking my call.
2: You're so welcome. You're on
0: um,
4: Long Island,
2: right?
4: Yes. Yes. I've spoken to you before. I had a reading with you, and oh, you cool. told me, yeah, you told me I was going to get a a windfall, and I did. Oh, um, awesome. it was not a huge. You know, it was a nice size. Yes. He told me it was going to be a gift from my dad, and um, I did. And I I think basically from what you're saying tonight is that I was in that space, you know, of of allowing all this, allowing I've had actually the past couple of years had a few different kinds of windfalls. Excellent. And then my job closed because I, I really was at my wit's end. Right. But this past year has been um, a year of me um, trying to find my way, you know, trying to decide what I wanted to do next.
3: Yes.
4: But then somewhere in the in the last couple of months, the worry came in. Yes. You know, and I feel like my confidence um, fell because I was looking to For go back. yourself. A, 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 yeah, and I was looking to go back into something to kind of save myself, to make some money, but I didn't get that job.
2: Okay, so well, I'm going to stop you here because our show is literally like almost ended. But okay. here's the question. Here's the, here's the thing. Um, what you just said, you got scared, mm-hmm. so you started to orient yourself from those lower registers of parallel, right? So right. So you started to choose from the tough part of the catalog, because there's tough lessons parts of the catalog, and then there's glorious parts of the catalog you choose. Mm-hmm. So what you did was you started to spin worry, and then you started to choose based on worry, so you literally started to choose in those lower parallels. So all you have to do, and this is a really easy fix, you, you, you're you really cool because you've made choices where you've received windfall, and you've made choices where you didn't get jobs that you really didn't want because you knew energetically that you were going there for the wrong reason. Right, Right? exactly. So you see how powerful you are? Yes, yeah, I knew that. It's a fantastic example. So what you want to do now is, first of all, listen to the show again so you have kind of that, you know, the sort of blueprint. But what you want to do now is orient yourself from the place of positive choice, from the place of not even positive choice but blissful choice. And you might want to ask the question as you're going to sleep at night what choices can I make that will bring me the most bliss? Because remember, what you have stored in that paddock that I was talking about in the begin- beginning of the show, that all that, that fun, happy, joyful stuff,
5: that you might have locked
2: away a bit. And I don't think yours is locked away as much as some other people's. So that's for sure because you're doing the work. But what you have over there, that energy of that is the thing that's going to make all of the pieces, all the breadcrumbs come before you. Okay. okay, so the way that spiritual energy works is they don't give you, like, the Google Maps and show you from start to finish. <laughs> no, and I know. It, And how long it's going to take you to get there. It's more like a mall map where you get a dot that says you are here. And
5: right. then
2: you have different places that you can go. And, you say, okay, and they say, okay, you want to go to Macy's? Okay, go to the left. And then as soon as you turn left, then you'll see a sign, Macy's this way. And, the and then you get the next dot, and then you get the next dot, and then you get the next dot, and then you end up at Macy's. But it's not this you know, GPS navigation system of all the different, oh, take the road with the tolls, oh, avoid the construction, oh, here, you know, here, you'll see a rainbow along the way, take the phoenix route, none of that, right? That's not how they, mm-hmm. that's not how universal energy works. But because people are control-free, they want to control every little bit so they can guarantee they're going to have the money so they can get to the pattern, they start to make bad choices based on their fear, and they let their fear be the gas in their tank instead of, Their faith and their joy and their bliss. Mm -hmm. That's the direction. I know faith, joy, and bliss might seem nebulous. We're more used to fear than we are to those other things in many cases. But you have had the windfall. So, what I would suggest for you is to go back to the feeling of what it felt like to get those windfalls, be they big or be they small, whatever you've identified, and say, okay, how do I choose, or I'm now choosing to build on that? Remember, I heard this the other day and it was so powerful. Your higher self, whatever you can envision for yourself on a, from your physical mind, whatever your imagination can you do, is the worst case scenario of what your higher self will do for you. Oh. So your higher self is always going to top what it is that you are what you're imagining for yourself if you let it. When people get so headstrong, and so sitting down on what they think they want because they want to control it and force it to come. Then they mm-hmm. spin themselves in all of these, you know, crazy, I have to have yeah. a job and I have to, you know, and I have to be 16, so I don't have to have a job and I don't have to feel good, all those things,
3: mm-hmm.
2: to avoid giving their higher self its portion of the project. Right. It's going to top whatever it is that you desire. Unless you say no. And then you choose lower. Okay. So I hope that's helped. I hope that's giving you a little bit. I'm gonna to have to jump off, but you're nope, on the thank right track. You.
4: Thank you very much.
2: You no, are so sometimes I in.
4: it was like the shit the switch, you know, I switch, put turn the switch on again.
2: <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. And just remember when you choose that parallel, it's already on. You don't have to do a lot of work with it. Okay. And all you have to do is take that parallel and say, I choose the parallel, show you the way, and go. And, but you don't want to, make, you want to make sure that you don't backslide when you see circumstances kind of not going the, immediately the way you, you know, it's not I like dream a jeep, you know. Right, yeah. to give it yep. a little time, right? And okay. so you want to stay in the energy of the parallel that you're perceiving as the one along will end be in, and you, you will see it come into fruition very quickly.
4: Okay, I'm going to do it. Okay,
2: Tara, take care. Thanks for calling. Thank Amanda. you, Mary. Bye. Thank you okay. so much. You're so welcome. Take care. All right, you guys, we are at the end of yet another AHA Moments. Wait, 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 wait. Um, I want to... Uh, okay, she's gone. All right, I was going to take one more call, but I, I'm i going to... not because she's not here. Okay, so we are at the end of yet another AHA Moments radio show. I want to say... That all of this is within your reach. It's much easier than people are making out to be. People are complicated, crazy. You know, clear this, move that. Imagine this is all. This. Please, less is more. But you just have to be consistent with the more that you want. Stay in your lane. Pick a lane and stay in the lane. No matter what the other stuff is doing. Stay in your lane. Keep picking that feeling of bliss. If you get lost, just say, "What's going to bring me the most bliss?" What's going to feel magical to me? What's going to feel expanded to me? What's going to get me into the pattern? What's going to open that gate? What's going to dissolve the fence that's around the stuff that I desire? You will see windfalls come in with that, and flow, cash flow, and money with that sooner than you ever see. I know manifest abundance in all areas of my life, where there's no feeling underneath it. And then you're still spinning around. But in the meantime, before the abundance comes, I've got to make money so the abundance can come. Yeah. Really? I'll leave you with that. We will be back same time, same place next week. And we'll end with my motto, which is, you truly can have exactly what you want. You absolutely deserve it, too. And in this new energy, anything is possible. See you next week, everybody. Take care.
1: You've been listening to the AHA Moments Radio Show with your host, Mari. Be sure to visit her blog and website at www.ahamomentsinc.com. That's A-H-A, moments with an S, Inc. dot com. Also join Mari on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash ahamomentsinc and Twitter at twitter.com slash moments. We can't wait to see you there.